And uh, this week, uh, we're focusing uh, on the book Olami, uh, written by Nirit Saban, who is the owner of Olami Restaurant and Delhi in Bree Street. Uh, the book is, re- is named uh, after uh, the uh, eatery, uh, Olami, which is uh, a Hebrew word, uh, means a universal cosmopolitan kind of vibe. Uh, Nirit uh, says that uh, she's heavily influenced uh, by the memories and flavours of the food cooked in her family home and that of her grandmother parents. Nirit, welcome to Book Club on Late Nights. Thank you so much for joining us. First off, congratulations on birthing a beautiful book baby. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your show. And um, yeah, it's been absolutely fun so far. And uh, yeah, really, really appreciating all the response. And it's um, just giving me more juice to fulfill the next one. And that's actually what's getting me more excited than ever is um, just thinking about what we can do for the next one. Fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, it really is. It's a splash of color. It's it's beautiful. Uh, we'll talk about uh, what's inside, but just in just a minute. But uh, I mean, the cover is striking. It's it's sensational. I love it. Um, people mm. will know you best as the woman behind Olami in, in Bree Street. Where does the name come from? What does it mean? Olami means um, global or universal, worldly in Hebrew. Olam in Hebrew means world. And Olami means worldly or global, universal. And basically when, because previously I was working with my sister under the name Sababa. Mm. And when we rebranded, when I I rebranded, I always actually, quite strangely enough, found an old project that I'd done years ago at um, chef school that I'd actually named it all I mean even while I was in Israel traveling I always just thought what would I name it and for me my biggest interest actually is traveling and experiencing the flavors of the world and just seeing and feeling and tasting like the different variations that you can get in like in just the most amazing way so um, yeah, I just always wanted to have that open space and also not be defined really by style and um, by cuisine or even um, just any sort of category. I just wanted to be as open as possible and explore anything that's possible in the food world. And yeah, that's all been happening and just and not almost have um, any limits and just yeah. So the world is my backbone and um, that is endless. I'm super, super stoked and just full of energy, really. Your, I <laughs> mean, your love of travel certainly comes through in the book. Um, and, uh, um, which is, which is fantastic. Uh, before we talk about the book itself, let's talk about your earliest memories of food and eating and cooking. Um, geez, so that is pretty much like where it all starts. Um, and that is, Basically, almost every day with my mom while she was cooking. My mom every night would cook uh, like a warm meal for everyone. And we would always sit when I was growing up at the table with my father, my mom and my three siblings. So it was always just this thing that was happening almost. And um, I mean, my mom's cooking is amazing. So it was just natural, you know. Um, Also, my parents' parents are total foodies, but not because they like they're like following trends or anything just because growing up they really didn't have much and food was the one thing that they could always have sort of in abundance or something that could bring them together and so it's just kind of like this primal need that has been celebrated in our family always and it is our our greatest backbone I think and just our way of communicating and sharing and expressing love and um and yeah and that's also why i really also connected with it to choose it as like my life 
um, sort of journey because it's just a primal need, you know, and all we need is just nourishment. And um, to be able to do something so primal in that way and still explore, like, the many dimensions is um, fun. And it's just, yeah, so... um, my earliest memories are like all moments, like basically every day at home. Mm. But um, obviously in festivals, it would be a whole lot more um, elaborate and it would be like, it was so abundant. I mean, there really are feasts on when we, when we get together with the family and we celebrate the Jewish festivals and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's totally my roots. I, I do feel it in my blood. Like when I cook, I don't even, doesn't feel like I'm, I completely lose my mind. And not like, in a bad way, in a very good way. It just feels completely natural, almost like breathing. So wow. it's, it's, yeah, it's just this cool little tool that I've got. And um, what's so rad also about cooking and eating and just using food as a medium is that we also do catering and stuff. So we get to meet like, the most fascinating people because everybody eventually gets down to have a meal together. And, um, yeah, just a simple little thing that we all need can just do wonders. So, yeah. Cool. I love that you say in the, in the intro of the book, my love for food started at the day I was born, smelling, tasting, touching and hearing the beat of what is only felt at first by the heart. And I mean, it seems in, in that regard that it would be a very natural thing. Really, the only thing uh, that you would end up uh, owning your own restaurant and, and being a chef. Yeah, it's like I never even thought when I was younger, like what the restaurant would look like or, you know, how it would be. Like it's sort of just been this evolution that I haven't even, like, it just feels so right that I haven't even had like a vision for it because that alone would be, I mean, you know, you just want to experience everything. But, um, yeah, sort of always have an interest and a passion. And if I ever lose that, then, then it's time to maybe change. But, for now, I mean, we've got such amazing produce and cats on scene is popping in just so many right ways. Everyone's highlighting each other so nicely that it just feels actually like, um, yeah, there's a lot of real attention to like focus and just creating like cool things in, in the city um, and using things wisely, maybe also like the consciousness of being a little bit more green and biodegradable and this whole new movement of um, sustainable living is also a big thing for me that I really want to just get even more and more deep into but it all takes time and um, yeah so there's quite a long way to go there's still things that I've like you know we've now seven years running the business as a whole but it feels like we've just started and there's just so many things to do so yeah, it's cool. What I love about the book is that it seems like such a uh, a collaborative effort uh, with you uh, and uh, and the people who are on your team, uh, which is which is lovely. There's some truly beautiful pictures. I mean, just at the start uh, with with your team, and then uh, some of you cooking, some of your team sort of uh, littered throughout the book, uh, all just seeming to be loving what they're doing. Uh, how important is that connection uh, for you in the restaurant? Oh my God, it's everything. Like, this is what I always say to my team. And I've been fortunate to work almost with the same people for the whole, we're going now into seven years. So we've almost been all of us together and we're a team of eight from the beginning. So what I've always said, like, in terms of just the production side of the teamwork is like, you know, what we can't control what's going to happen on the outside, but we can create magic on the inside if we can really come together and, you know, understand, like, just 
pure, um, you know, responsibility of your task and whatever. And, you know, obviously cooking and, you know, just all those, those elements you can't know if you don't do them. And, um, but it took us time and we all started fresh. And now at this point, I mean, our relationship, it is like a little mini family and um, the respect that we have for one another. I mean, there are, I must say, it doesn't feel any more like work or there's just, I work with, first of all, good people. So mm-hmm. that was also something that I've learned. I will, I can't actually, I could never yeah, like uh, collaborate with anyone or anything that doesn't actually stem from just a basic goodness and like just naturally um, genuine and just driven to just be, and they're all so committed and all family oriented in some way or another. And, I don't know, just, it's been challenging, I'm not going to lie. It took us a long time, but we stuck together. And that's like the only thing that actually makes you succeed is that you just persevere and persevere. And, um, yeah, you know, there's always ways. But if if you're lucky enough to actually stay together for a little bit longer, then it does just become this rhythm and you're all just coming in and flowing. And it sounds quite airy, but it's truly what's happening now, which is so magical. And it actually gives me goosebumps because... You know, with the whole culmination of everything coming together in one day, like what happens is just ridiculous. There's so much energy in that one little shop. Have you ever been to our shop, by the way? I haven't. And I, and I, and I have to say, since flicking through uh, your book, which, uh, which arrived the other day, all I'm waiting yeah. to do is find a space in my diary to come and visit you. Because, and really not just because of the food. I mean, the food, obviously, but because of how, uh, how much of a, a team and a family you guys all seem. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it, it just seems like the most incredible incredible place to come so that's in my diary thanks very soon yeah, and even just with the customers that's actually what's made it like kind of like that because we've just realized it doesn't feel like we're just making food for customers we're making food for people we know now over the seven years like everyone well i would say about 70 percent of our clientele we know by name and there's mm-hmm. like always a conversation it's not just like in and out it's it's really like a nice base that we've created and um, with this, now that we've got like a stable consistency and there's just um, a good flow of energy, it's, yeah, it's just really exciting and, um, yeah, almost dreamy in a way. <laughs> now, do you believe that everyone can cook? Definitely. It's, cooking is trial and error. It's an applied art. You just do it. I mean, yeah, some people always have like a feeling for it, like a sensitivity or some sort of sensory, like, tickle you know that, that you know that you do feel like same thing with musicians or i don't know architects or whatever like there is i think people do have a streamline that they connect with more than others you can't be like a master of everything although there are actually some amazing people out there but um i think you don't need to cook like elaborate things you just need to make something nourishing it's just that simple i think like the whole also, all these concepts and this offering and the amount of treats that, you know, offered at you every single day, um, is, and it's just a little bit like distorted. And I think the people are just losing a little bit. Even I do. I mean, sometimes I think, feel like something I go, why do I even feel like that? Like, why do I, why should I eat something like that? And it's just more and more, I'm just becoming more aware of my body and what it means. And then to celebrate, like, yeah, and make it more beautiful than what it, you know, you, I don't know, like, it's, um, yes, I do think everyone can cook. It's, it's a skill that I actually think should be taught at school. Like also, like like all basic, um, in, you know, basic survival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and the, becoming an independent person. I mean, you've got to like survive. 
So, um, um, and it's beautiful, you know, I think, like I said it in the book as well, that it's not just about like the eating part, when you actually get into it, it is sort of like a meditation, if you can see it like that and switch off and just enjoy it and, you know, you don't have to go so deep into it, but just like use it as uh, exercise and a discipline of some sort for yourself, because it's, it's important. Tell us, uh, tell us uh, how and why you set out the book uh, the way that you did. Uh, and what I love about it is that you've kind of got, uh, I love that you've got your basics, uh, which is very useful for people like me who I wouldn't say that I can, I'm a cook, uh, but I think I can follow this. Uh, and there's sides and mezes and then soups, salads, uh, vegetables. I mean, you seem to really cater in a time where so many of us uh, don't want to eat this and don't want to eat that and we're watching what we eat and we're, we're panicking. You seem to do a really good job at, uh, at covering sort of for everyone there's stuff in there for the banters for the vegans for the for, for yeah. every palate amazing thanks yeah that's exactly what I, I wasn't for me. it wasn't this book wasn't for me or for like the chefs out there or the big cooks although we will get there with time this is just the beginning and hopefully there'll be many vol- volumes that will keep evolving like in more technical sides but i just wanted the first thing to be really something comfortable and something like a relative and something like almost transparent as people exact and that's actually been quite a uh, the best response that I've actually gotten from the book it's made me feel the most comfortable about it that um, people have been saying how many things that they want to try and it's, just, it's like it feels very comfortable and open and easy so and that's what's all about easy I mean who wants to I mean unless you you know yeah I guess there are people that want to be a little bit more um you know, layered or use like more mediums and stuff like that. But I just wanted to have like something easy to understand at first. And then from here, like we're going to go, you know, higher and higher. <laughs> and what I'm looking right now. Yeah, I'm looking right now at your Greek style roast leg of lamb. Uh, and I'm, I'm right. absolutely drooling. It looks amazing. I mean, I probably should have put the book down uh, while I was talking to you. But it's, as I say, it, right. it really is beautifully, uh, beautifully set out. Talk us uh, through uh, some of the uh, the photography. I mean, it has the feel of a of a coffee table photography book in some parts. Wow. Jeez, thank you so much. Well, I was um, I was lucky to work with um, Anka Lutz. She's a, a young photographer that's up and coming and freelances for Peter Hugo or works for Peter Hugo. Mm. And I just met her by chance. And actually, the photography was is a very very important thing to me. In fact, um, it's like almost balanced, you know, with the actual recipes. I mean, the visuals. It's really what you really want to invite someone with at first. And and actually, what I'm excited about the next one is that. We will do a little bit less recipes, but a lot more visuals as well. Um, mm. So it will be even more of like a visual experience and um, a coffee table. And exactly, food is so beautiful, like just naturally. And all you need is lighting or setting or just like a feeling that you can create. Um, we actually, I was pretty organic about it, you know, for lack of a better word, because we kind of, it was purely based on the recipes. And you know, I guess this cute, like beautiful bowls, a nice little mm. setup. And we shot everything at the shop, like um, from the morning. So we had natural light. We didn't use, we didn't do any studio work or anything like that. We just created like some backdrops and a little bit of shadowing with um, some of those um, like visors they've got. Mm. And and yeah, it was just, and then I got my friend Mishki, uh, Michelle uh, Fouché to do some illustrations for us. And that's, uh, she did the lemon on the front and all the chapter headings. and yeah, so it was actually pretty much like I, if I could have, I would have even worked with more people. I just think it's such a fun, 
medium to sort of intermingle with all different elements that you could tie into this one natural thing because mm. it's, it's yeah there's just so much to really dig into um so i don't know if it was it was kind of quite it wasn't so planned actually it was just rolling from one um session to another and then we kind of get, get looked at it like five sessions in and felt the feel and actually just did very few changes and just went with it it was quite, quite quick like we did it over three months and um but you know this i wanted it to be exactly not this like setup thing and i wanted it to be as real as it is and not like a picture of something or too much styling there was no styling i did i'm the only That's one that like amazing actually, yeah we just we just put like beautiful dishes and we just made it like how it is like when you put a plate on the table and you're eating about it yeah, it's, it's, that, it this like. is not how it is when i put a plate on the table <laughs> trust me that is that uh, this is this is no, yeah exactly <laughs> and i will and you know what i love about this book is that it's so accessible it's the kind of book that i could pull off a shelf at, at, at the shelf at six o'clock in the evening and go right okay tonight we're going to try making yellow chicken curry uh and yeah, yeah we've got some you know so easy that one. and it just <laughs> you, again you say that <laughs> um and uh, um, luckily my other half is is a chef so he does all the cooking in our house but oh, yeah but but i the time has come um, I mean, he's without being macabre, he's not going to be around forever. So I really need to start. <laughs> I really need to start learning uh, how to how to cook. And also, I think my my I love food. I'm a real foodie. I do like okay. cooking, but I feel so much pressure, uh, and I have this thing. What gonna, pressure? I just feel that I'm going to not do it, for, and it's not going to taste nice, and it's going to have taken ages, and I'm, it's not going to be good enough. And you know, when your other half's a chef, it's there's <laughs> that pressure. Yeah, that uh, is a bit. With tough. somebody sort of looking over your shoulder the whole time, saying, "I think you need to." Turn that over now um so this this just seems really accessible which is presumably what you wanted right exactly totally because you know um also if i thought if i was also going to go like really a little bit more technical or um like more chefy because i really do consider myself more of a cook than a chef like it's not for me like what we've done we call like what the style now is all home style and i mean if i think about all my favorite meals it really is at like people's homes that I've had, like and in a home, like never. I mean, I've had amazing meals in restaurants, but mm. you know, there's the, the energy that you get and that simplicity, and that's also something that you should, when you're cooking, just totally chill out because you're in your home first of all. Yeah, this is like your vibe, and you just want to do it the way you want, like that feels right. So always go slow. I would recommend as well, mm. and just take it easy, you know, and just like um, just keep tasting it, but also it evolves. Like so, it depends what you're making. But, um, you know, it's all just doing it, doing it, doing it once. And then the next time you can feel a little bit differently. Sometimes it takes like so many times, but it's just um, application, you know, and just feeling comfortable and chill. Like, don't worry about the outcome. Yeah. It will just actually exactly, you can never know exactly what the outcome is going to be because that is the mystery almost in it. Um, so just make sure like every little step getting there is just almost you know what you think it should be or just enjoying it yeah yeah what are yeah. some of your favorite recipes in the book and i know that's probably not asking you to pick a favorite child uh, but i might ask you anyway <laughs> yeah uh, that's brilliant well the, the aubergine one with um yogurt and the chunky tomato jalapeno coriander lemon thing mm. is divine um, that I can eat like religiously and something like I'll always do for dinner or something. I always have some like hot aubergine um, with either tahina, even or hummus or whatever. Mm. Um, and yeah, the bean spark salad is also a winner. And that's an inspiration from Israel. 
Cheese um, yeah, is a bit tricky. But the beetroot salad was pretty life-changing. Even when, when we made it at the shop, um, it's just, and we haven't taken it off the menu, and it does get ordered quite a lot for catering. It's just like sort of this ma- self-marinating salad, mm. and it even just gets better by the next day. It's such a nice salad that you can kind of eat it fresh and raw, and then the next day even have it like that, and mm. it's yum balls. And that's the thing with salads sometimes. like That's what I always worry about, like the freshness. And that's also yeah. one thing that is sort of guaranteed us um, um, just sort of not risking, you know, the quality that we can achieve is that all our fruit and vegetables and even all the meats and dry goods and stuff gets ordered daily and everything comes and goes every single day and there's no stock that sits for a long time. So it's literally like as farm fresh as it can be and that juiciness of having it at that moment. And because, you know, obviously in restaurants like there's a lot of preparation mm. so to try and keep that ultimate as if you're just making it right there in your kitchen at home is quite a thing so to make samples actually can be quite hectic but um now there's a good rhythm <laughs> so it's, it's cool smooth riding in terms of the in terms of the deli what is your best selling thing that that you that you make Ooh, at the moment oh, it's falafel we've been making oh, so much falafel it's yum. like um viral um, and yeah, it is yummy. I can eat it also like every single day. In fact, I, we make it Monday to Friday and we don't work Saturdays and I, I often even go to the market and my sister makes falafel there and have falafel there as well. Wow. <laughs> I'm like totally addicted. Um, but um, so the falafels seem to be in the hummus mm. and um, our date balls are a winner. And What's the winner. secret to a good hummus? Um, well, soaking your, well, s- slow cooking the hummus for like as long as possible mm. um, as you're, and soaking fresh, like obviously not using tinned ch- uh, chickpeas yeah. or anything and using good tahina. Everything has to be, all the ingredients that you use are the tahina, the chickpeas, the lemon um, and yeah, everything else is pretty minimal but those three ingredients you know, as best as possible and just um, blending it while it's hot so as you, when you finish cooking them however long that you can and almost like literally they turn into like a mash then you strain it and then blend it while it's hot. Oh, my God. Ah. You can eat it almost like a soup. It's mm. like yogurt, actually, like that thickness. And the hummus is so healthy for you. I mean, the amount of protein that there is in chickpeas or even black beans, apparently, is double the amount that there is even in beef. Um, yeah, so it's full of... Um, and also, it's just very filling. I find, like, I love chickpeas. Yeah, I love, love, love. Every variation, exactly. So falafels made of chickpea, hummus from chickpeas. It's like we make so many chickpea stews as well. And totally, it's the chickpea salad in the book is also nice and easy and just full of like um, robust flavor and yumminess. You know, I don't know if you've seen that one in the, with the roast vegetables and the roast. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we go through about like thirty kilos of chickpeas. Sure. A week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that uh, is that is. Uh, listen, chickpeas. when uh, just one last question before we let we we let you go. Uh, the uh, there are yeah. photographs of you uh, in the book. How are you not mm-hmm. the size of a house? Talk us through your eighty <laughs> twenty. Talk us through Thank your eighty you. twenty wow. rule. <laughs> exactly. You know how the eighty twenty rule came about was when, I mean, obviously every girl, I totally had like a, a foodie, like a weight thing when, oh, when I was at yeah. school and everything. And, you know, every little, part, little inch on your body, you're totally conscious of. Mm. But, um, you know, diets were never my thing. Like no 
sort of plan structure thing is for me. And you can't have a diet because everybody's body is so different and mm. you have to gauge things for yourself. But um, when I realized, I was like, oh, my God, people are like, you can't have that and you should have this and all these do's and don'ts. And it's so overwhelming. And I was like, no, if you obviously if you're intolerant to something, that's a total don't. But if you can have everything, your body's not reacting to to whatever you're ingesting negatively, then obviously with sense, like common sense, you can have everything. You never, ever have to say no to anything. You just obviously, have to, if you're going to have something really sugary or something that's a little bit loaded with some, something that's not really nourishing to your body, then, you know, kind of, sort of compensate in some way. If it's exercise or stretching or not eating uh, what you thought you were going to eat in your next mm, meal. But mm. it's, a, it's a balance. It's not always going to be 80-20, sometimes 60-40, sometimes 50-50. But, um, you know, you can't be 100%. So I just did, never ever wanted to have no in my, in my like, to not be able to have things because they're not good for you or they've mm. got loaded with fat or sugar. And everyone's, like, on this whole banter about how sugar's bad and this gluten's bad. Those things are not bad. It's like how much you are putting it into your body. You know, yeah. it's not like they're screaming at you, come and eat. Me. Nobody's, <laughs> um, you know, the supermarkets, yes, obviously they've got it there, but you've got to be um, a little bit um, like conscious enough to know what your body needs, not what your mind maybe is telling you what it needs. Yeah. So you just need to go back to the body, you know, it's mind, body, spirit, and then physically... Um, you have to look after it and yeah, as much as mentally and spiritually. And I think that balance and that respect that you have to have for all those three elements is maybe why I look the way I look now. But it's taken a while, you know, it takes a while to sort of realize these things. But um, yeah. That's are you much. as young as I think you are? I'm 31. Then yes, you are. Well, no, then no, you're not. Because I would have put oh. you, I, I would have put you mid-20s. Oh, no, I'm cool. I'm going to take that because I've been feeling like my age, ever since I turned 30, I mean, I don't feel like a, like, you know, I'm not like really, I think age is a privilege and it's absolutely beautiful to be as old and old and old and to be able to live a full life. So whoever complains about the age is like, you don't understand, you know? Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I'm actually 31. But, um, yeah, ever since I don't you, how old are you, by the way? I'm 37. <laughs> you know, I'm I don't. I'm 37. <laughs> I'm 37. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and. Reaching your peak. <laughs> uh, so they say, so they say. Although yeah. I read somewhere once that uh, apparently a woman will look her best at the age of 31. Oh. Apparently. Well, I hope good. that's not true. Cause I- I wasn't really doing well, myself any favors at 31, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope I've still got some, some, some good, some good years left in me. Yeah, I hope that 31 wasn't my peak, wasn't my peak. But uh, I tell you what, I will be doing the rest of my years is uh, making sure that I learn a few, a few meals. I think I need to get a few decent meals that aren't just scrambled egg uh, under my belt. I notice quite a lot of egg-based dishes in here, which is good for me. I'm good with yeah. the eggs. Frittatas, awesome. I'm good with those. Salads, I'm Ooh. pretty, I'm pretty good. Uh, so, uh, but more. <laughs> importantly it, exactly. i will come and exactly i will come and pay you guys a visit uh, there awesome. at olami the book is called olami it's by Nirit saban uh, it's available now uh, to go and get from uh, and it's published by jacana congratulations once again on a fantastic book and achievement thank you so much it's been such a pleasure and um yeah this has been really wonderful i really appreciate um this whole experience so thank you so much my I pleasure look forward to meeting you. So yes Show me who you are, because I don't know what you look like. I will. I will <laughs> so indeed. I will indeed. Wonderful. Nirit, thanks awesome. so much. Have an awesome night. Thank Bye. you so much. Ciao.